Welcome to The Edge by MGR with your host, Marissa Jacobus. Hello and welcome to The Edge Lifestyle Podcast. This is Marissa and I'm your host. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to tune in. This podcast highlights the latest trends in life, health, and wellness to help you live a better life. If this is your first time checking out the podcast, welcome, and please be sure to leave a review after and share with a friend. It would really mean a lot and help us grow to share this information with more people. And today, I am actually with Manuel, who is our main honcho at MGR, and he's just going to be with me today kind of chatting about um, kind of living a life without expectation, which I think is pretty cool just because I feel like nowadays... I feel like a lot of people are unhappy, and we're just going to kind of chat about our thoughts on this topic. Hey, Marissa, how are you? It's good to be here. uh, I've listened to your podcast. I'm probably your first uh, listener, and I really enjoy myself. (laughs) Uh, It's great to listen to your voice when I'm working out in the morning, so um, I'm glad to uh, to be a part of it. Great. Thanks so much for sitting down and talking with me. So I feel like you have a lot of wisdom, first of all. I'm not sure why, but... (laughs) Because, um, I don't know, you just have that wisdom on your, in your eyes, I don't know. Anyway, so I have a question for you. So, so I, I don't know how to say, well, why do you think people expect so much in general? Kind of like out of life, out of work, out of whatever it may be that you have seen. Wow, that's a, that's a difficult question. Um, yeah. I don't know, I mean, I'm thinking uh, one of the... One of the things that probably makes people expect so much now is the fact that we can we keep comparing ourselves to to others. You know, before at least when I grew up, we didn't have any uh, any social media or any way to to see how other people were living or not, other than our friends at school or you know family or things like that. But now it's like you can tell right away. You know, you have social media and everybody's social media account is like the highlight reel and, and it's like the fake life, so to speak. Everybody has their pictures of the best occasions some trips and outings and everything they're doing there. And uh, so you kind of expect the same things yourself and you, you, you're living a life with a lot of expectations and, and we start forgetting about appreciating what we already have. So I, I think that's that's one of the things that uh, the new um, millennials are... Um, or not just millennials, but the newer generations that are growing up with these uh, social media generations are, are being affected by the fact that they, they keep comparing themselves to others as opposed to just being happy with what they have. Yeah, and I've seen that too. I feel like because we live in an age where where anything is at your fingertips, like, okay, like, like today I ordered lunch and it was at my door in 20 minutes and I didn't even have to leave. And if I want to buy a pair of shoes, I can literally go on Amazon and it'll be here in the next day or two. So it's kind of like when we have to wait for something, whether it be a new job that we're waiting on, whether it be like, let's say you're buying a house, you have to wait for that whole process to go through. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that's a whole different thing. Technology has made us so impatient. I mean, yeah. it's like it's like back in the days. And, and you know, I, I told you before when I was dating, you know, girlfriends back in the days and, you know, you God forbid that you were dating a girlfriend that wasn't even in your country, like like it was in my case sometimes. You know, yeah. you had to write a letter, put a stamp, put in the mail, wait a week for the mail to deliver to their country, wait another week for write back and all that stuff. So it'll be like three, four weeks before you get a reply back. And by then it's like, okay, it's all old news, you know? Yeah. And now it's like you send a text message, you don't get a reply in the next 30 seconds, you're already like 
second guessing. Who are they with? What's happening? <laughs> no, they don't like me, you know, all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, we become so impatient. And it's the same thing in the uh, in the work environment. I mean, you send an email and, and you almost expect people to reply to you right away. And then people, you know, they have, they have all the things going on. So you need to understand that, first of all, they're not checking their emails every five minutes. Secondly, even if they check it, normally they have to you know, do some research or, or think about the answer or something, and then they finally get back with you. So it, we became so 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 impatient with everything as far as, uh, uh, you know, all the technology that we have around us that we just uh, expect instant gratification no matter what. You know, we've been spoiled by everything, even even Amazon now. I mean, you, you used to order something and wait like a week for the package to arrive, and, and now it's like, uh, oh, my God, I need same-day delivery. It was like, <laughs> yeah. really? I mean, do you need something the same day? Just go to the freaking store and buy it, you know? It's That's like, <laughs> too much effort, too know, much effort. I know, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah, I think, I think having some expectation is okay, but I think it's more expectation of yourself. I think if you expect yourself and hold yourself to a certain standard of, of um, appreciating things and having a positive mindset and just controlling what you can control within yourself instead of other people. I think that expectation is a healthy one compared to what we just talked about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's just, uh, I think it was Tony Robbins that said that you need to live a life of uh, appreciation instead of expectations. And then when you change your mindset to to appreciate what you have mm-hmm. and, and not always be moaning and complaining about what you don't have, then then you, you feel so much better about yourself because we may be complaining, and especially here, I mean, the U.S. and all that stuff, I mean, I, I don't care. I mean, we have everything, really everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, or when you travel a little bit to other countries and you realize the way they live there and some other underdeveloped countries, it really puts things in perspective. So you realize that, that uh, you know, expecting everything and complaining about, I don't know, like the, the Starbucks line is too long, uh, my <laughs> coffee is too cold, yeah. and uh, little things that we complain all the time is like, for God's sake, you're just ordering a coffee for four bucks a piece just because you go to Starbucks and there's no reason to complain about that, you know, no matter what. Yeah, we are we are so um, so lucky just to have all the, these things at our fingertips that maybe people in third world countries don't have access to, like even something as simple as a toilet. You yeah, know, exactly. like I like mean, some people, it's like unimaginable to like pee in clean water when they don't even have clean water to drink. And I remember I went to this this like um, I forget what it was. It was like this meeting thing where these people who went to another country and made like a mission trip. They went to this other country and they were with these people and they came back and they were telling the stories and the girl actually said that they couldn't believe that we peed in clean water mm-hmm. when when they're like, that's good drinking water. And to us, right, who would right. drink toilet water? Nobody. But it's probably just as good as your tap water. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of where our mindset's at. And uh, moving on to the next question, just because like for me knowing you, I feel like you are the a good person to ask this because I feel like you live every day like it's Friday. <laughs> and you do, you do. Today is Friday, by the way. Yeah, and today's Friday. And I just, I feel like most people, literally every every day, you're like, oh, it's almost Friday. And then when it's Friday, everyone's like, it's a weekend. And it's kind of like, how do we get out of this mindset of waiting for the weekend or waiting for, for the next big thing to happen or waiting for Saturday, Sunday and dreading all the other days? Because to me, that's not a good way to live. I've been in that mentality. It's a process of changing it. But I'm curious how you got to the point that you're at. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a process. I mean, I, I did like everybody else. I mean, I was living, I was working on different jobs on Monday through Friday and waiting for Friday just like everybody else. And 
you know, the happy hours and all that stuff. And, and then you realize that you almost have like you're trading off five days of misery for one weekend of uh, finally doing what you want to do, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I realized that there's a better way. It's not different than retirement. I mean, I, I don't think I'll ever retire. I mean, why why go, you know, working all your life and then supposedly because the government or whoever says at 65 or 70 or whatever age, you're supposed to retire and just do nothing. You know, it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do for my other 25 or years that I'm going to leave, you know? Yeah. So I don't want to have this lump amount of time in my, in my retirement when I'm... 65 70 that i probably will be not as healthy not as uh, fit or, or anything like that and and i want to do things now so i prefer to live my life every day with with uh, you know being able to do everything that i want to do I, I love working and i and working is for me fun so it's really not something that i'm nine to five i mean i i think work and enjoy work and all that and so, so I do work every day quite a bit, and then when I'm done working, I take a break and I do what I like, and then um, on, on weekends or whatever day I want, I will do other things. I love racing, I love uh, fitness and outdoors and mountain biking and exercise and all that, so I do a lot of that stuff as well. But at the same time, you know, in a weekend, if I go uh, to, uh, to the track, for example, and I'm cutting with my friends and racing and all that stuff, and then in the afternoon... I actually enjoy, you know, working two, three hours, you know, so it's not a Monday through Friday. I mean, I don't need to wait for Friday because then on Saturday or Sunday, I'm also doing some work, but then that allows me to Monday not have to work all the time because then I already did something, you know, on Saturday and Sunday to get caught up with the week. So it's just basically balancing each day of your life. So you don't need to be waiting for Friday. If you're happy every day, you don't need to wait for a happy hour, you know, like that, that by itself means that you are miserable the rest of the hours and you just wait for after five to be a happy hour. Well, you know, I'd rather be happy 24 seven and not wait for Friday happy hour. So that's my, my philosophy. Yeah. And I feel like most people base their happiness off happenings. It's like if something good is happening, then I'm happy. And if it's not, then I'm going to be unhappy. And also going back to the work aspect, if you guys listen to Dylan's podcast, he said something really that stuck with me and hopefully you guys too. He said that that you should really choose to do something you love because it's going to be tough. It's going to be a lot of work. So unless you don't love it, it's going to be more of a hassle than it is going to be enjoyable. And I feel like you, Manuel, found and created a job that you really, really enjoy. And I feel like most people either a they kind of take a route that they're quote unquote supposed to do but they're not happy or b they're just kind of working shit dead-end jobs and don't really have the motivation or the belief in themselves to get them to where they truly want to be even if it's some crazy out there dream to like be an artist or be a musician or whatever it may be i feel like very few people really take the steps to to just go for it you know, it's kind of like we have to stay safe. We have to stay on the, the side of the pool. We can't kind of go into the deep end. Right, right. Because of this big fear-based society we have. It's like everyone has depression. Everyone has anxiety. Everyone's stressed out. And it's like, why do we have to live like that? Like, I know. I know. You definitely need to enjoy what you do. I, I um, There's a lot of people that tell me, oh, I've been doing this for 20 years. I have all this experience. But in reality, there's a difference between you know, having 20 years of experience doing the same thing over and over, which really means that you have one day of experience repeated for 20 years. Oh, gosh. And, uh, and, and you know, like, uh, there's a lot of people that do that and they feel like like their life is just on a treadmill, you know. And, and what I love about our, our job or basically or our life is that I really do not have two days that are alike. I, I, <laughs> I'm a super planner. I plan on my days as much as I can because I try to be 
ultra efficient with my time but I, in reality i only plan my morning hours because that's the only one that i the only time that i have control of my life i get up very early i usually am up by 5 5 30 in the morning and i have a cup of coffee work out meditate do this do that do some work and then we have um, our nine o'clock meeting with the uh, with the team we discuss all the projects and everything and really after 10 a.m um, my, th- my, my day starts kind of deviating from where I think it's going to be because I get emails from clients or calls from clients or things that happen and then you start just basically doing your normal day. But I like that. I like the, the part of the struggle that is like I never know exactly what the day is going to bring. Otherwise, I'll be bored to death if I'm just sitting for the same thing all the time and, and not doing anything. And I'm also very proactive. So every time I have free time, I like to you know, read a lot of articles. I like to see what other people are doing, what new techniques are out there. I like to experiment. I like to practice everything before I, sell, I propose it to clients. And um, I partner with our clients. I mean, that's that's one thing that I always tell them. And, and some of them actually understand that, that I I consider them like, um, them like, um, like our partners. So when, when, mm-hmm. I, when I ask them to do something, it's because I really believe that it's going to benefit them as a, as a client and also as basically as their vendors. So... I don't know. It's a different mentality. It's a different mindset that it's not just I'm trying to sell you this or sell you that. I mean, a lot of times I just do things because I want to, mm-hmm. uh, which is the freedom that I have. And then I give it to our clients. I say, hey, I tried this thing. It worked out very well and you can use it and, you know, just go from there. So it's, a, it's just a different thing. I mean, it makes every day much more fun for us to, to do that and to just, you know, be the typical grinding day where you're waiting for five and then waiting for Friday. And, and it's just a routine that uh, it just makes your life so much more uh, boring, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, if you guys listen to my podcast, that was out, I think that came out Friday. And um, because this is our Monday podcast, I talked about training your brain. And just like, like I said, I said that I feel like I'm pretty motivated, but it's a follow through that I struggle with. And for you, Manuel, it seems like it doesn't matter, like your follow through, like that's not a problem for you. Mm -mm. No, No, I'm I'm, I'm extremely disciplined. I mean, to the point that sometimes <laughs> I'm kind of frustrated from my own discipline because I, I, I when I want to do something, I, I definitely do it. And uh, for everything, I mean, for everything, I don't know if I have an extra discipline gene on me or something, yeah. but uh, uh, I, I never miss, like even, you know, working out, you know, things that I like to do, um, I'm constantly, you know, just on the ball. And uh, if I had to do something, I mean, like I can go out at night and be up late or something, but I know the day after at five thirty or 6, I'm going to have to get ready and do something. And I... I already decided that before I even went out. So I stick to my guns and then I always do it, you know. So I don't know. I mean, it's something that has worked for me. I uh, I come from a military family. So I, I was always uh, raised and brought up in a very disciplinary uh, environment. And I got that. And I'm very happy because I uh, I don't make many excuses not to do things. I just get them done, you know. So yeah. it works for me very well. Yeah, maybe that's the key to it. Just like I said in my podcast, if you guys listened again, um, it's just excuses that can come to mind. Oh, yeah. Literally, you could be doing something fun and you can make up an excuse to not go because you're feeling lazy. And to me, that just creates a weak mindset that really doesn't get you anywhere. And then a year, two years go by and you're like still the same person. You haven't progressed in any way and you're like still sitting on the same couch you were sitting on two years ago. And like that's a life that I that I think about and that scares me. I you know, I there's no way I'm gonna live my life like that. There's- yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 incredible when you. I mean, especially today, we have so many distractions and mm-hmm. everything is at our fingertips. We have our phones that are like a magnet for us. We have a gazillion channels on TV and Netflix and this and that and all the stuff and sports everywhere. So it's so easy to 
when you really account where your hours of the day go, uh, you realize that you're actually wasting so much time every day. It's incredible. I mean, you, you can... Um, you can say, hey, I don't have time. I don't have time to get this done or I don't have time to go to the gym or do this or do that or any of the things that you want to do. Yet the next line is like, oh, yeah, but I was binge watching uh, Game of Thrones and I saw three episodes or mm-hmm. or any other show or something and, or American Idol or whatever. You know, it's like, it's like, okay, well, you know, I understand that. But uh, if that is a good use of your time to, to spend three hours in front of a TV just watching this show or something then it's fine. If you do it and you like it, I'm fine with that. But then don't use as an excuse the fact that you don't have time to do something, you know. Because yeah. to me, that's, that's it's totally contradictory. I don't I don't watch much TV. I mean, I I, um, I do watch shows that I like, like everybody else. And I don't need to be like totally punishing myself. But I it's part of my discipline. I said, okay, well, in the evenings, if I'm home and I'm having dinner with family or something, I'm just going to watch a show. And then at the same time, usually I'm, you know, looking at my iPad or doing things or whatever. But um it's not that I use that as an excuse not to get my stuff done. First, I get all the stuff done, and then if I have time, I do I do some other stuff, you know. But um, mm-hmm. it, it's just a matter of, um, you know, getting your things done and not using excuses not to do them. Yeah, definitely. And another another thing is I feel like if everybody on the in this world was motivated and a go-getter, the opportunities wouldn't be as abundant because I think the good, good things in life are really hard to achieve. And that's because it takes someone who has endured the the pain and the suffering that comes along with it and the sacrifice to truly appreciate that. So in a way, um, I think maybe it's natural selection kind of weeds out the different people like, okay, here's the people who aren't as motivated and they're going to kind of live average lives and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But then here's the people who just somehow they were born and they're meant to go make a big impact. And I think that's like, look at nature. There's, there's alphas and there's omegas in every pack. Right. And, and for humans, I think we all expect everyone to have the same great thing in life, but we're not all in that mindset. And, and I think that's okay. I think it's just, like I said, balances out everything in some weird way. It, it, it comes to a little bit back to what we did at the beginning of the podcast when we're talking about impatience and all that. And, mm-hmm. A lot of people think that uh, you can just, uh, you know, start some kind of online business, internet-based, something like that, right? get your business cards, a nice t-shirt or something, and then all okay. of a sudden you have a business. <laughs> yeah. um, so and it doesn't work that way. I mean, yeah. it's, it's super hard. I mean, I, sometimes I have friends that start their own companies, and I wish them well and all that. But I know my friend's personality, and I can tell, I don't want to rain on their parade or anything, but I know their personality, and I know from the beginning that they will fail, they will not make it, unless they completely change, will will be a good thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, it's just, they don't have it, and I know that, and, and sure enough, you know, uh, six, 12 months later, 18 months later, they decide, oh, you know what, it didn't work out for me, and this and that. It's like, well, it didn't work out for you because you didn't have it from the beginning. You expected to be successful in, in 12 months or in two years, and, and really, it's a long, long road. I mean, it's just not it's just not what people expect. You know, it's, it's very easy today to start a business. It's very hard to be successful in a business, and uh, uh, and it, it just, it's just like everything else. I mean, back in the days, you, you uh, probably were expecting to struggle for a while and then make it, but today we're surrounded with so many you know, overnight success stories that we think uh, are overnight when in reality people spent, you know, 10, 15 years working on their business until they finally, quote unquote, got lucky and they succeeded, you know, and that's not how it works. So um, yeah. it's, it's a little bit of more uh, tenacity and, and basically adjusting to, to the times, the change and everything else. Yeah, I've never met anyone. Well, I look at the people who I look up to who are successful, who are kind of like in, in a state of, in a mental state of where I want to be. 
And when I talk to them from the outside, like you said, it might seem like, oh, they're just like that. And oh, maybe they got lucky. But when you sit down with them and hear their story, not one of them has ever, you know, had it easy. It's always like you you talk to them and you just become inspired by their, their struggle and their story. And it gives you hope. But it also wakes you up to knowing that whatever path you want to go on and whatever you want to pursue it's going to take a lot of work and blood and tears and, and it does and I, I mean I, I one of the things one of the types of books that I really enjoy reading is, is biographies of uh, successful mm-hmm. people or, or in, in different areas I mean not just not necessarily only in business but also in sports or different categories of mm-hmm. but when you when you stick to business I mean and you see all the people that you see in the news all the time the Jeff Bezos the uh, Elon Musk uh, Phil Knight you know I mean uh, Jamie Diamond I mean you can name a lot of CEOs and stuff and then say oh this guy's a multi-billionaire and this guy's this and this guy's that but when you really understand what they went through when they started the, the risks they took um, uh, how much they put a stake on their own, how they dedicated their entire lives uh, to, to their business, how passionate they were. And, and those are a special breed. I mean, you don't find those people everywhere. That's why for every company that has one CEO, there's maybe 500 to 5,000 to 50,000 employees. And not every employee wants to be a CEO. So it's hard. I mean, you're, you're always on the job when you're a, a, a boss, a CEO or an owner of the company. You cannot just turn it off the switch and go home at 5 p.m. and then say, okay, I'm done. No, you are always on. And that's something that not everybody can handle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so so it's a little different. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot of uh, responsibility 24-7. And, and not everybody has it, you know. So so that's the main thing that people don't understand when they, when they want to start their own business, that they just think of the, you know, the dream thing of, oh, I manage my own life, I'm my own hours, I'm my own boss. All that stuff sounds great, but at the same time, the box stops with you all the time, and mm-hmm. that's and that's a big a big stress, you know, for for day in and day out. So, mm-hmm. and like you said, so do you think not anybody can just become a leader, whether it be in a business, whether it be in a social setting, whether it be whatever aspect of life it can be? Do you think people can turn into a leader and grow into a leader? I know there's natural born leaders. Yeah, it's nature or, or nurture, but uh. uh I don't know if you definitely cannot make yourself a leader. I always think that people make you a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can just go around saying I'm the leader of this and that. But if you don't prove and you don't act as a leader, people will not recognize you as, as a leader. I mean, it happens in many aspects of life, even sports or anything where, or in politics or anything where you have a captain of the team, but really there's another person that actually dominates the locker room and and really the other players listen to him or, or in government, some things like that, in the military a lot too. So uh, you need to basically lead by example mm-hmm. and, and lead with actions. I mean, everybody can give a great speech and all that, but is what you do in times of crisis is what defines you as a leader. Everybody's great when things are fine, but how do you act in times of crisis? How do you react to those things? Mm-hmm. How do you, um, you know, anticipate, solve the problem and all that? Um, so those are the things that make you a leader. You know, it's not, it's not something, I don't think you are born with, you're born with a certain personality, but it's like a diamond in the rough. You need to polish it. And, uh, mm-hmm. and over time, you, you basically find yourself leading things and then other people select you as their leader because they feel more comfortable just following you than, than being a leader themselves. Yeah, and one, um, if you guys have ever been to the Riddle escape room, it's, excuse me, it's when you get locked in a room, quote unquote locked, they don't actually lock you in, but you're with kind of like a group of strangers who signed up for that time, and then you have to figure out these, these riddles and these clues to get out of the room in an hour. And what I find interesting is 
I see this in every social aspect that I've ever been in. It's somehow like people kind of figure out what their position is pretty quickly. Like once we started, like one guy automatically was just like, okay, let's do this, this, and this. And then everyone was kind of like following his lead and he starts pointing people out. And then, you know, people just kind of take on their certain roles that fit their personality, which I think is pretty cool. You know, I think of humans as pack animals, like we, we need to be with people. And at the same time, like, like I've heard you say, there can't be too many cooks in the kitchen. So, right. So and, I, and also, I mean, you can be a leader in some aspect of your life and then mm-hmm. not be a leader in other aspects. So, so that doesn't mean that you are either all a leader or not. I mean, mm-hmm. you can be a leader in a, at your workspace, but then when it comes to, I don't know, social activities or having a party at home or this and that, you kind of are more introvert and you let somebody else to kind of take the lead and, and do mm-hmm. all the stuff. So, I mean, it doesn't need to be like you are just the, the outspoken person for everything. I mean, you are a leader for certain things that are within your, your comfort level or your not comfort level. But, uh, uh, you know, you, you, there's nothing wrong with not being a leader for other things. So it's not like you need to stick your neck up all the time and say, I'm going to take charge of this situation. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And how would you describe happiness in your own words for your own self? I mean, happiness is, is just a, such a big topic these days. And uh, mm-hmm. Really, I mean, it's not it's not an external thing. I mean, everybody thinks that they're going to be we're so materialistic now and so into buying things to make us happy and all that stuff, and and we associate happiness with big houses and big cars and this and that and all these things. And in reality, those do give you a little moment of satisfaction. I don't know if it's happiness, but the when you have something that makes you unhappy, really, no matter what you buy you're not going to be happy after that. It'll, it'll basically mask the unhappiness for a while, but it's not going to solve your, your problem. So mm-hmm. to me, happiness comes from within. And, and, and there's, I, I call it more like moments of happiness where, where you have little things that may be completely insignificant, but they make you extremely happy inside, like, like going home or doing things or hanging out with a friend or something. And you realize that, wow, I'm having a really good time now. And, and when you start collecting those little moments of happiness, it's much better than saying, okay, I'm going to buy myself this car, and I like cars, but I'll, I'll be happy. You know, it's just, it's just, I think it's an overblown thing, thinking that, obviously, we all know that money doesn't bring happiness. And uh, so, um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I've read so much about happiness, and everybody has a different definition for it. But uh, to me, in my personal experience, um, having been very happy and uh, very unhappy, I realized that it's more of an internal satisfaction, an internal feeling mm-hmm. than anything that is external to you that being able to make you happy. Yeah, and I feel like people are starting to realize that. And um, like we've talked about before, there's this big movement in minimalism, basically like getting rid of things that don't add value to your life in a positive way, whether it be people, whether it be, let's say that you keep saying yes to activities or doing things for people that isn't, isn't helping your life. It's just kind of making it more difficult. And then like decluttering, just kind of simplifying your life instead of, you know, instead of like these big cars, big houses, like people, first of all, there's not enough room for all of that anymore. It's just our planet is so overpopulated and pollution and trash that we're kind of starting to do this shift, which I think is pretty cool. And I'm 100% on board with it of like getting rid of plastic and making eco-friendly houses. So I think even though there's all this like unhappiness and negativity in the world, I think it's cool how we collectively are kind of seeing the opposite shift of the pendulum, mm-hmm. which, yeah. is, which is fun. And I'm excited to see like how far it goes. That and uh, I mean, one of the things that makes me 
very happy these days is actually making other people happy. You mm-hmm. know, I, I really enjoy um, helping other people, um, making other people happy in any way. Just you know, I mean, I, I've, I've successful. You know, I've been up and down all my life, and I know what it takes. And when I see a person that I, I can easily make happy with little effort, and it's not just about helping them financially or anything. It's more mm-hmm. about just helping them with a little push. Because I see that they have that kind of uh, 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 motivation in them, and they just need a little help in, in whatever area of their lives. And, and, and to me, it's a it's a great satisfaction. It's just being able to help other people, you know. So, like you said, I mean, one thing is being happy by subtraction. Just mm-hmm. saying, okay, I, I don't need that much stuff in my life. I need to simplify my life and just really live what I like to have. I mean, it doesn't mean I need to live like a stoic or anything but uh yeah. just you know just living the stuff that you actually use there's no need to have a 20 bedroom house when you only use two there's no need to have a uh, 50 cars when you only really need two or three so uh all that stuff is fine just put your efforts into whatever makes you really happy and then everything else that is more like keeping up with the joneses and stuff you don't really don't need and you'll be much happier when you don't have those things in your life and then um, if you cannot make happy, make yourself happy, just make somebody else happy. That will help you a lot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard like stories and I've even done some, um, when you go out and help people like feed the homeless or you get a big brother or little sister, little brother and just kind of stuff like that. Like community service is very, very powerful because as humans, we all need help at some point in our lives. And even if you're doing good, you might need some emotional help or emotional support. And just know that there are people out there who can be there for you and you can also do your part in any aspect that you feel drawn to or if you've experienced that. So I think that's pretty cool that we have that opportunity. Yeah, but even even if you don't go as far as like charity type things, yeah. like feeling the homeless or things like that. I mean, it's just in our daily lives. I mean, if if you go and, and go to talk to a, a co-worker, a friend or something and uh, you make him happy with something and say, hey, can I help you with this or this and that? I mean... You bring him a smile and it's like, wow, nobody has said that to me for a long time. Yeah, or, or, or a simple you know. compliment. Right, exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like it's like we are all like just robots these days. You know, we'll go to work, we got our thing, we'll do one, then see you later, blah, 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 and all that stuff. And then when you talk to people and, and actually ask him about things that they care about and have a little mm-hmm. conversation and... And then, you know, even if it's a stranger that you find a Starbucks or something and you strike a conversation and discuss things and then very cordial stuff for five minutes and then it kind of makes you feel good. You know, like like that person maybe had a bad day or maybe you had a bad day and then you just talk about anything and then move on and then it makes you forget your problems. You feel happier and it's all, it's all about making the whole world for us a little better. Yeah, and I feel like making an actual human connection because if there's one thing that I really struggle with is like, surface talk where you're like hi how you doing okay cool like for me I don't know it's probably my personality and who I am as a person but I can meet a stranger and then I'd be like so like what's going on in life you know and and sometimes people take it as me getting personal and like I said it's probably just me but like I want to connect with you I want I want to understand you I want to see where you're coming from and I feel like most people don't do that so it can be a little off-putting you know but I don't know. I think that's important in life to maybe not everyone should do that. That's just me. And I'm a little weird. Like I'll go talk to a stranger and be like, <laughs> well, tell me your life thing. story. You know, you're actually being social and you call yourself weird. That's how strange that is these days. You yeah, know? Like, I guess you, it's because like, I want to get personal. I want to get deep. And like sometimes obviously right, right. you need to build a relationship with some people. But there's been times where I meet somebody and then we chat for like five hours and we know everything about I know, each other. I know. It's like you talk to somebody now and you need to be like careful that the thing you're I know. Uh, like you're going to offend them or, them or you're offend them or you're kind of in your in 
intruding in their lives or something. Or hitting like, on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, God forbid. If you're a guy and you say something to a girl and you say, hey, you know, how are you doing today? You look good or this or that. It's like, oh my God, is you weirdo or something? It's like, yeah, okay, we're, so, just, we're so on edge. I was in just both making ways. you feel good, you know? It's like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like women are on edge. And obviously, there's been a lot of stuff coming out in the news on sexual harassment and the Me Too movement. But I think it's okay to, to accept a compliment. Like, I don't believe in man-hating. I really don't. Because, you know, if women, if men were hitting on women, that would be not okay as well. So I think it's cool. And, like, you can accept a, a, a compliment from the opposite sex, whether it's from a guy or a girl or whatnot. If someone's just trying to be genuinely nice, like, take it. Don't overthink it. Don't analyze it. Just be, be happy and move on, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to add to this? Uh, no, I mean, I, I like these little chats. I mean, yeah. obviously for us, today is Friday, so it's, uh, it's you're waiting for Friday. This is us now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, I like it. I mean, the truth is that uh, Marissa and I, you know, discuss these things many times, not mm-hmm. just her and I, but, you know, with everybody, with, with friends, at uh, the office. I, we, we have a meeting every morning at 10 o'clock, all the team. And uh, I always like to start the meeting with some kind of uh, lighthearted conversation about what we did and all that stuff. And we all have a laugh. And then obviously we get into the uh, nitty gritty of the particular projects and jobs and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, there's two ways to, to approach everything. One is positively and the other one is negatively. And, uh, and you are always going to be on the, on the negative way with being a downer and being a that. You know, that affects everybody on your team. So when you have to do something might as well just do it with with enthusiasm with with energy uh being positive helping other people you know so so why not do that why not start the day with uh, with a little conversation motivating the team and everything and having a good time and then end the day the same way and and make the week go you know smoothly and fast and everybody has a good time you know so i don't know why we're not more like that everywhere you know even when i talk to other businesses and clients i, I realize that they are tense that they are like mm-hmm. always on the edge that they are like always afraid of this or that or afraid whatever. of messing up or right like like this performance this other performance is like it's like listen you're not going to be at 9000 rpm every single minute you know need to accelerate slow down go fast go slow you know that's just normal <clears throat> normal life you know so there's no need to be stressed and then uh, you know uh, torture yourself with that kind of thing Yeah, definitely. And I hope you guys really take this information and kind of think about it. And if you guys check our Instagram, we have a Humans of MGR post almost every Friday. And it's just highlighting our employees. That way you guys can get to to know us a little better and just see who's on our team. And really, we want to get personal with them. Not personal, but, but let you guys know that they're actually humans because it's so depersonalized with businesses, I feel, that you're just kind of like, Oh, well, I don't know them, and how do I know they're going to take care of me? So it just kind of lets everyone know who we are. And before you guys go, I I know I usually do a tip, but I kind of want to do a challenge this week. And I just challenge you guys to do a nice thing for someone the whole week. Just one little tiny thing every day, whether it be smiling at someone, buying someone coffee that's behind you, opening a door for someone, just doing an, an act of kindness and then paying it forward. And yeah, that's my challenge. So thank you guys for tuning in. Again, please go ahead and share us with your friends, your family, whoever. And we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Thank you guys.